What up, bro? I'm hanging. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. You must have been on back-to-back work calls. All day. That's how it is. I got I to gotta make money to, to build this bet openly dream. We have There's two worlds. There's the real world, and then there's the sports betting world. And then eventually, the sports betting world will just be the real world. Oh, my God. I, I dream of the day that pays my bills. Yeah. No, that'll be nice. I dream of it. So we are. This is our official. This is our f- official launch for the Discipline the Gens podcast. So we're going to do these once a week, every Monday, twelve thirty Eastern. Um, our Facebook group has been live for a couple weeks though now. So we just hit over a hundred members there. Basically, it's an enclosed community for a dollar a day, where we literally just focus on value, data, insights, education community helping each other so a lot of what the reason that i wanted to start it was really to to just help people because everyone's just selling picks these days everyone's selling content on parlays or selling picks to people so i really love what we're doing i'm excited for you to be my partner on it and i'm excited to to roll this podcast out bro i'm pumped like it's super it's super early so i never like you know over over assuming but so far, the first hundred people are all positive. That that to me is kind of a big deal, right? Yeah. And I don't want to I don't want to dwell on the negativities. I want to dwell on the positives. We we deal with so much toxicity in this space because it is one of the only spaces. I want to actually throw people a bone on why it is such a toxic space. This is one of the only spaces where you're a right and wrong. Like, I don't touch politics with a ten foot pole, but technically, you could argue politics all day, and neither side is right or wrong. But when I take Indianapolis plus seven and they crumble to Cleveland, I was wrong. So like you can argue and there's no, that's why. And again, I don't know. I'll hand it back to you, Matt. Isn't, I I feel like that plays into it and then there's money involved. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And we know it's sports betting. Like you can do as much research as possible. You can find all the right data, be on the right side, but anything can happen and the pick can lose. Whether a player gets hurt, the referees screw you, you lose by half a point at the end of the game. I mean, a million different things happen. So, and with TikTok, it's just so toxic. Yeah. Like you lose one pick. I mean, the other day I went two and one, and everyone comments and talks about the one fight, the one fight I lost on the UFC card. And it's like you the other day, you were five and zero, oh, and then you lose two games, and people freak out. And it's like Dude. if you're going to be in this industry and bet on sports, you cannot. Yeah overreact on a loss like the best people in the world go 56 55 57 percent like in the world no i know and, so and you know what i'll say i'm oh, sorry yeah. go, go. well i was gonna say how do we like how do we educate people that because we can talk about it all day but it just doesn't seem to get through well so like i outside of gambling world I'm a, I'm a people manager. I, I used to be an SDR manager. Then I became an SDR director. And then I started my own SDR company. So I, I have almost 100 SDRs. And what, what I noticed, and I'm trying to relate this to what we're talking about, what I noticed is you actually can't. You can't get everyone to see it how you do. But if you keep doing the right thing, the ones that you want to attract will see it. And again, I'm, I'm not tuning our horn. I think we did a pretty good job. We lost a couple people. Let's call a spade a spade. Some people signed up for Discipline Gens and said, hey, it's not for me. And honestly, five Matt. Or people, like five or six people did that, yeah, which is understandable. 
and Matt's such a cool dude. Like we're like, dude, here's your money back. No sweat. Like yeah. we don't, we're not here to hit people up for 30 bucks and be like too late. That's not how we're operating. And the reality is the majority it is for, and I think you said it best. We're trying, it's such a, a fine line. We're trying not to sell picks, but everything in sports betting points back to picks. So if I had to give you like my 30 seconds on why to join Discipline to Gents, the last reason is going to be picks, but it's still going to be in there. As much as I wish it wasn't, that's the last reason. Mm-hmm. The first is community. The second is data. The third is time. We're going to introduce you to a gambling community that's very positive. We're going to get you more data than you could ever get for 30 bucks a month. Our, our, our tech stack now is almost 5,000 a year. You're getting that for 30 bucks a month. Yeah. So that's two ROIs. And last but not least, and this one's probably the most important, but time. I love going in there. I don't want to show I think that, sorry to interrupt you, but I think that's the most important one. Time, I, really yeah. do, I really do because people have jobs, man. Like even us running businesses and, and, and jobs outside of this, like there are legitimately days where you just cannot take the time to research the data. And what typically happens when that happens for most people, they just bet to bet then because they're like, Oh, screw it. I, I missed out on the data. I'm just going to place some bets in. So, you know, it's just something to think about. And that's why I laugh when people come on TikTok and troll and say, we're scamming people or why would you pay for this stuff? Like people are literally, there are people in the world that are selling picks and given, given 50% of their audience, one, yeah. one side and the other 50%, the other side. So I just think it's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. And, and honestly, you, you just brought up such a good point. Like it sucks, right? Because of course I wish we could run this for free, but do we we have a tech stack that you and I are paying for? Yeah. And we we even all I'm being transparent to anyone out there, we even talked about like, should it be more? Because everyone I talked to was like, dude, if you're gonna have a five thousand dollar tech stack and you're gonna promise I promise to spend at least an hour in there a day, I'm probably in there at least two, two and a half, but let's just say it's an hour a day. They're like, dude, you should charge a hundred. And honestly, it wasn't about that, at least mm-hmm. the Matt I know. We're trying to operate where we can make it worth our time. But, dude, the favorite part to me is the community is holding itself up. I don't know shit about UFC. And I read. It's so much fun. Uh, And now I'm getting hooked. This is the the gen part. So I'm working on an entire PDF once a week for UFC. This is actually the next step where, like, Thursday or Friday, a day or two before the UFC cards on Saturday – we're going to be sending that out in the Facebook group. It's going to be a breakdown of the whole main card, everything you need to know, each fighter, their last five coming in, their odds, the line movement. So I'm working on that next. But let's let's move on, though, because I don't want to take yeah. this whole episode to, to talk about the Facebook cool. group. I want to bring guests in. We want to answer questions about sports betting. I think, Peter, I think we have one person in there in the, in the waiting room right now if you want to have them jump on. Will, can you hear us? Uh, yes, I can. Well, hit hit us with some questions. What you got for us? First uh, of all, where, where are you from? Um, oh, I'm from uh, Philly. Amazing, amazing. Oh, Eagles fan, I hope. Yeah, Eagles fan. Um, I was just wondering, uh, like, what is the process that you guys take when you go, like, looking into, like, say, like Super Bowl or like an NBA game? Like, is there certain data that you guys look at? Yeah, you want to go first now or you want me to? You want me to? Go ahead. I know this is is a perfect question for you. Yeah, Will, I'll I'll give you the 
30 seconds on the best way to do it. And this is the best, even if I'm not that great at it, but this is the best way. So one, you got to look where the majority of picks are. That's not enough. Fading the public's not enough to make money. But that's, that's step one. Look where the money's coming in. CBS has betrayed me lately, so I don't even want to say it. Odd Shark still seems pretty pure. Action Network still seems pretty pure. But before you even, you, naturally your stomach's going to put you in a direction. It's impossible for us gamblers. We like being right. But before you even look at the lines, try and look at the public, uh, public percentages. That's step one. Now step two, after public percentages, look at the opening line versus where it is. Because that's going to tell you how it's moving. Super important. And then last but not least, check at the money. And the reason why these three are so important is if all the tickets are on one side and the majority of money is on it too, you haven't identified sharp. You've just identified majority masses. And if the line goes with it, it's doing exactly what it should do. And I'm going to be a dork for a second. It's like if everyone wanted to buy a stock today and no one's selling it, the stock price is going to go up. And that's that. The difference of gambling and stock is the stock price cannot go down if everyone wants to buy. They can't manipulate the same way sports books can. So what I would say is scratch your head or take a step back. If you're seeing all the tickets on one side, all the money on one side, but then the lines move in the opposite way. Say like, what the hell is going on here? Something doesn't smell right. doesn't pass the smell test. What are some of the best uh, websites to figure out like where uh, where the money's at? Is yeah, it's a good what question. Are some websites. The the you're talking free, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I would say from what I've seen, Action Network and Odd Shark are probably the top two. I okay. like Odd Shark better, but it has a dirty UI. It's kind of like really hard to absorb the information, mm-hmm. but. It has the best. It actually has better than action. It has better than CBS prior to CBS betraying me. But CBS is the best UI. So it was like, I, you know, TikTok's all about getting views and likes and crap. All right. Well, another one real quick, Will. Another one that I really have used over the years, and it's really more just to look at the, the matchup and the breakdown of the game, is covers.com. That's always been my favorite one. Now, it's better. It's A lot of these free sites are better to show you the percentage breakdown on tickets versus money, which is a big difference. So yeah. it's going to say, hey, 60% of the tickets are on the Rams, 40% are against the Rams. But I think when you pay for more advanced data and, and use other websites, you're going to see where the money is versus just the tickets. But like on covers.com, what I really like is you you go to like NFL scores and matchups, click on the game. It's going to show you everything on one page, injuries and matchup reports, Against the spread trends, um, like for example, the Rams are five, two, and one against the spread in their last eight as an underdog. So it's going to show you all the relevant trends, all the relevant injuries, and where the money's at. I mean, it's a really good breakdown. So that's always been one of my favorite um, free websites, I would say. And I know Gina's had a lot of success with like CBS Sports and, and Odd Shark. Okay, yeah, thank you. Absolutely. What is your guys' favorite uh, sport to bet on if you had to choose one? UFC, not even close. I'm NFL, not even close. Yeah, is there any certain like picks that you guys like for the Super Bowl at the moment? I, you want to go first, Matt, or you want me to? Yeah, um, 
I haven't solidified any picks by any means, but like as far as an early lean, there's something just magical about the Bengals run this year. So this isn't by any mean a data-driven pick. Um, but I just have that feeling that they're going to win it. I really do. Uh, it's one of those things where it's like you look at you look at these two teams side by side, and the Rams have more star players, star power across the board on both sides of the ball. Um, but again, it's it, it just gives me that like New York Giants run when they won it all. It gives you that like that that sleeper team to just get momentum at the right time. They beat Kansas City in Kansas City. They dominate the second half. Their defense is playing with confidence. Joe Burrow, we haven't seen anything that shows that he's going to – that the moment's going to be too big for him. And honestly, I think there's a lot of pressure on Matthew Stafford and Sean Wivet in L.A. for the Super Bowl. So, again, this is just a gut – this is a gut feeling and a pick. It's not like, hey, it's data-driven or, or whatnot. But I don't know, man. I don't know how Gino feels, but I just have a feeling that the Bengals are going to win this outright. Now, I will say I did put out a Super Bowl MVP pick which completely contradicts this pick, but is almost a hedge for me in a little bit of a way if Aaron Donald just wrecks havoc on that offensive line and has a key pivotal play or two in the game, like a strip sack or a fumble. I have a, I literally think he could get the MVP. I'm telling you, I woke up one day and I had deja vu because in Super Bowl 50, I had $500 on Von Miller at 22-1 to 1 to win MVP, and I won it. And to this day, that's probably the craziest hit I've ever had. Not as far as the amount of money it was, but just how difficult it is that to win on a defensive player winning the MVP in the Super Bowl. And that for some reason, when I saw those odds, I had such deja vu just looking at looking at that game and the MVP odds. But I don't know. Again, I do like the Bengals with the points. I don't know how you don't take the four points here, which at the same time, all season, the points hasn't meant much in the NFL. It's been, hey, the, the underdogs have won outright or the favorites are like covering with ease for the most part. So there's, I know there's a lot there to digest, but long story short, I do like the Bengals in this game as of right now. And I'll add to that. So I'm biased. I, I, this is what I've seen from the Rams. I saw them beat a banged up Arizona that, at home that they went, Arizona had to go to LA. Arizona hasn't been right in six, seven weeks, right? Is that that impressive? I didn't see it that impressive. They then go to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is banged up, not the same team. They even let them back in that game. Was that that impressive? I don't think it was that impressive. My Niners were on a hell of a run, but, dude, we weren't the better team. We played like hell. Like, we played like hell. And still, they almost handed us that win on the silver platter. Um from everything I've seen, Bengals plus four and a half is is a gift. It should have stayed at three. I don't know why it didn't. People love favorites in the Super Bowl. Um, I and the Bengals have been very good in the Super Bowl too. Yeah, I just I, what was the trend in our Facebook group yesterday that was in there? Which one? There was a underdog trend in the Super Bowl in our in our Facebook group that someone posted. The oh, underdogs so have been really like good. A, yeah. 11-7-2 and two or something like that. Yeah. 11-2-7. Um, but in a- adding to that, I would just say this goes against the Aaron Donald. I, I think I think that this is – I want an exciting Super Bowl. I-, I believe this could be an over Super Bowl, and we've gotten gifted two points for free. I think it was 51, and now it's down to 49. 
So yeah, I've seen it in the 48, 48 and a half range. I've seen it as low as 48. Yeah, and if you're wanting to bet that over, just hang out. That'll it'll keep going down. That that should probably kick off at 47 and a half. Not yeah. that important of a point, but three points a free point. Yeah, well, 20, 27, 21, 28, 21, that type of score, it, it, it becomes an important point some sometimes. So and confidence. This is again the last thing I'll say. Not trying to rip on Stafford. Burrow's confidence is over the moon right now. Stafford yeah. threw a duck, and I hate saying this because I'm, I'm garbage and I was trash at football in high school, but Stafford threw a duck that I felt like I could have caught today. How is that dude confident? Every, half his long balls seem like 50-50 interceptions now. I, I, I just think the confidence of a, of a quarterback is very important. Yeah. Well, someone asked me on TikTok the other day, he said, would you rather have Stafford or Burrow in this game? And I had to think, think like a few seconds about it. And I'm just like, well, Stafford may even be the more talented. I don't know. Maybe he has the more talented arm, but I'd rather have Joe Burrow. Even in a second year, I really would have Joe, rather have Joe Burrow here. But I know it's definitely debatable. I think it is a toss up. And throwing the over a bone here one step further, not ripping on Stafford. I, I, I do believe People for have short memories. Stafford actually dropped some great passes across the middle that just got flat out dropped. That Niners game, I don't know if you guys remember. The, this is breaking my heart to even talk about it. That first play, Jimmy sailed one on Kittle. That game could have had a lot more points than it did. And that's football. That's gambling. When you miss, you know, potentially a 50-yard slant for a touchdown on your opening drive and don't score, Stafford misses one to Coop the other way. That's, that's how you win and lose and over. That kind of stuff changes. So – yeah. Um, and I, that someone just said Stafford is injured. I, I actually would agree with that. He does not look right. He, he'll never admit that and we'll never know it till after the season. But he just doesn't look 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 right. And, and I and I like him. I, I really like I think he's a nice dude. I'm happy with either one of these guys getting a Super Bowl ring. Yeah. All right, Will. Appreciate you jumping on, buddy. We're gonna jump on to the next guest, but thanks for tuning in. All right, bring someone on, Peter. Taking the points. Hello, what's going on, man? How are y'all? Look, look at that. You guys are looking charming as always. <laughs> you. you guys, I think it's pretty crazy. Real quick, I mean, I mean, I, Gino, I know you made a video about this earlier, but like, I really want to bet the Bengals in the Super Bowl badly. I have a, I have a two hundred dollar future on, or a hundred dollar future. I'm sorry, on the on the Rams to win a thousand. But I'm just like thinking, I I just want to root for Burrow. I don't I don't really want to root for the Rams. I, as much as I like Sean McVay and everything, I mean, would you hate me if I put that $1,000 on the Bengals' money line? No, wait. Let, thank you for asking. <laughs> you know what I'm going to say based on my TikTok videos. You got to take the points, bro. You're crazy. Your fucking name is taking the points. You Your middle. name is taking the points. Take I, just, the points yeah. win both. I just want to root for Burrow, man. And I, I want to clarify because, dude, I, I, I speak like so like matter of fact that people miss a lot of the little things I say. You should never hedge a future, but you I can know. jump ship. But so like I also have the Rams. I put the I put one unit on the Rams at plus 12. So 12 to one week eight or nine. I forget when I did that. The videos there right but, after OBJ came. Right. But I, I'll be betting since he but that's not me hedging that bet. That, that's just like a stock. I have over there. Gonna, it's what you think's going to win today. That's yeah, exactly. Hedging. The thing is, is people are hedging just the hedge and then they're paying double juice on it. And that's where people are confused when I'm on my on my TikTok yeah, yeah, making exactly. videos. It's literally because I want to show people the math and their options. It's not saying, hey, you need to hedge. Yeah, yeah. Like not, 
I, I always tell people, I'm on record saying this, there's two times I think you should hedge. One is just because it's life-changing money. Who the hell am I to tell someone not to hedge if it's life-changing money? And two is if there's a legitimate window that you can middle it and you see value on that other side that you're that you're putting the hedge bet on in attempt to middle it. So this is a prime example for JJ. If you have 100 to win 1,000 on the Rams, why not go 4 440 to win 400 or 550 to win 500 on the Bengals plus four and a half? Maybe the Bengals get a nice lead early. They're about to win the game, and then Stafford throws a strike. They come down, and they win by a point. <laughs> See, this, this is my thought, too. This is what I'm actually probably going to do. I love the under. I'm with you guys on the under here. Um, one, I think it's impressive as hell that the Bengals' defense – I think we're underestimating how good this Bengals' defense is. I mean, they held the Kansas City Chiefs to shut out in the second half, right? Um, essentially, a shutout. And then um, they held Tennessee under 20 points. The Raiders were on fire coming in. I mean, they had to win out all their five games. Yeah. It's incredible to see how good that defense was. And we, we talk about Stafford, how he short-armed that ball, which I'm sorry, Jim. You know, that uh, know. drop interception that Tart had. I mean, you see that, and I'm, I'm thinking to myself, they're going to have to keep it. I don't think they're going to be, depending on the long ball, for um, L.A. by any means. However, at the same time, Kansas City, they or I mean, not Kansas City, but Cincinnati, they haven't gone up against a defense like L.A.'s. I mean, you got Vaughn Miller, you got Aaron Donald, you got these Jalen Ramsey. Tennessee I like is the closest the thing. I kind of want to tease it. I kind of want to take the under 54 and a half for like a, a, like four or 500 bucks. And then the Bengals plus 10 and a half. I, I completely agree. And, and what I will say to like double down on that, that this is really going to be the offense of Cincy versus the defense of the Rams matchup. Because I, I think it will be a very, very expected offense of the Rams versus the defense of Cincy. They'll put up some points. It won't be that crazy. I think that the, what's going to make and break the Super Bowl is who wins that. Just just the Cincy O versus the, the Rams D. I think that's going to decide the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I, I agree. I agree with that. Um, I just also thought it was funny that someone mentioned to me, I know this has nothing to do with either side, but it's yeah. the Chinese New Year. It's the year of the tiger. tiger. <laughs> <laughs> it has to do something. Dude, I'm telling you, people believing it's their time to shine. Dude, sports is mental, man. Yeah. It is. If you're confident. And, dude, that, that again, contradicting everything I just said, think about all the stuff the Rams got away with and they're still in it. So, like, now they just have to have one good game. Yep, exactly. Which yeah. sucks. But what I will say, and I don't want to bore everyone on here, but it's important, you know, with the discipline to Jen's theme. Please, please, please promise me you will not make the Super Bowl your biggest bet of the year. It is not the most valuable time. It just isn't. If, if you, you want to have a ton of fun, just sprinkle on all, on all the some, game. I mean, if you want to throw things around for entertainment, that's exactly. That's what I mean. It's it's a once a game. It's a it's a once a year thing. I'm we're, look. At the end of the day, we're not going to tell people not to bet a bunch of things on the Super Bowl. It's the Super Bowl, but bet responsibly and sprinkle on a bunch of different things. If you want to bet that the Gatorade is orange, I'm not going to stop you. You know, if if you want to bet heads or tails, I'm not going to stop you. If you want to take the over on the national anthem, again, we're not going to stop you. <laughs> Just don't go crazy. What Gino is saying is don't bet 15 units on one team. Yeah. It's hard to find value in the biggest bet game of the year. And I like CJ's comment. Like, you want to have fun? Buy squares. I, I love buying those squares. You're cheering for random numbers. You know, you buy three or four of them. 
you've spread them all out. So hopefully you don't share numbers and you usually have life at some point in the game. So you guys, this is why I need a show like yours because literally I'm betting on every single thing Matt just said and I'm buying squares. So I'm the biggest discipline. <laughs> I, need, I need the most discipline out of anybody on here, I feel like. <laughs> no, no, like I, I'm not going to lie. I'll have more than I should have on it. But I just, I what I hate is when I see people work their ass off all year and then they climb in the playoffs and it just peaks and they literally undo four months of grind in like two weeks. That's true. Yep. All right, JJ, you're the man for coming on, bro. Appreciate you having you. See you soon. All right, Peter, whoever was next. Money making picks. How's it going, guys? What up? How you doing? Pretty good. Um, What's your name? I'm Max. Um, Max. Max. How's it going? My buddy Steve wasn't able to get on today, but um, I was wondering, um, what do you guys think? What sport do you guys see the most value in betting? There's only one answer to this. Matt, you want to mess it up or you want me to get it right? I'm just messing with it. Baseball. Without a doubt. The the sharpest money. Vegas has way more, uh, what do you call them, security nets for baseball. Uh, the just the fact that you have up, it's you know, defense has 11 players. Technically, defense on baseball is a pitcher, and then you have lineups that get announced fairly early. They have to, unlike I don't even want to start swearing on the show. I have gotten so damn burned on these NBA freaking lineups that they won't tell oh me God. who's starting. Yeah. Baseball has got to be the worst one out of anything, and baseball yeah. you have to submit the card. So, by far, the sharpest money if you want to like invent like money making picks. I like, I like the name by the way. If if you want to invest time into like selling picks, making money, there is no better than baseball. It seems, like, and it seems like NHL is pretty high on the list too. Yeah, and NHL because uh, people bet it the least, so the lines don't move as quick. Yeah. You can like get really okay. good value. Yeah. What I'll also add to that is whatever you know the best is what you should what you should bet on. So at the end of the day. I agree with what Gina said. It's probably the most value, which was what you asked um, in baseball. But whatever you know the best is what I think you should focus on. Yeah. yeah what's what your sport? What are you? What are you I mean, I'm big into basketball, so I've mainly been basketball, college, and NBA. So NBA, re- NBA recently has just been driving me COVID crazy. COVID has come out like an hour before, so yeah, tough. just I long, called that NBA. NBA. I called Indy plus seven a win. I didn't even watch the fourth quarter, and I had to flip. I got a loss. I was pissed. Yeah. Uh, what I will say for anyone like listening, and again, I hate blanket statements, but if you're if you're just getting started and you want to know, like, if you had to throw a dart and you don't want to do research and you really just want to protect yourself, some of the best way to make baseball money is going against the top pitchers. The the lines are usually overjuiced. Some of the best pitchers in the league, you know, they end with like that 12-7 and seven record. But these dudes are minus 200, minus 250. And if you just do the napkin math on minus 200 and 12-7 and seven, or minus 250 and, you know, 14-8, and eight, you, you just find that there's a lot of value in there. That's a good point. I like that. Because you, you just feel like the public just rides those top pitchers, right? They just – and I don't even bet baseball. I used to. For years, I used to bet it, and oh. now I don't follow the sport enough. I'm going to be inviting you over, Matt, at 1 o'clock. Like, this is when baseball first pitch comes in like 15 minutes in like a month and a half. Yeah. And it's every day. You can just – they start them scattered too. They know the game. I love what baseball does. I wish NBA did it. Why doesn't NBA have 1 o'clock start time? 
Yeah. Now for baseball, I know. I mean, I don't bet baseball, but I know the lines are always like one and a half. Would you always recommend? Not always, but normally recommend taking the spread or just money line. Yeah, good question. So the the actual answer in that it's not a blanket statement. It it depends on the variance between the money line and the plus one and a half or minus one and a half. So you just gotta you gotta look at the variance between those, and similar to a, a long teaser, but very different, but similar, just to try and get analogies going. You got to look at the over/under. So if the over/under on that game is twelve, and you buy one and a half, and you pay the same as an over/under that's like seven and a half, you just screwed right. yourself. Like the the odds of it, the the value of those points dropped. It's like buying points in an NBA game when the over/under is one ninety versus two twenty. Points are cheaper, so just just look at the like the math and set up scenarios, and then you got to watch. Make your own systems, like. Cut off. Hey, I never buy points if it's over 215. Not for me. Stuff like that. That's a good point. What else well, you I got? Appreciate Anything was... else? What's that no, jersey in the background? For you guys. Appreciate you guys. What's the jersey in the background? I got a Marlins jersey up there. I like it. It's actually dope. I've never seen that. <laughs> is, it, is it for the All-Star game? Uh, it's their city edition, Unis. Jeez. So. I'm not even a big fan of the Marlins. I just like the jerseys, so I got it. So. Fair enough. Well, okay. thanks for coming on, bro. All right, yeah, of course. Cool. Pacers are stealing my coins too, man. I want my chips back. No, let's bring the next one on. That was a good. Uh, that was some good insight on baseball, though. Yeah, dude. That's actually. So football is by far the one I get emotionally attached to, but I bet baseball seven days a week. Yeah. No, but I like what you said because with baseball, that run and a half just doesn't mean shit if the over-under is 12 versus the over-under is six and a half, seven, seven and a half. That's really good insight, I think, for a lot of people. Yeah, and dude, that's the like kind of stuff. People think these algorithms are like these mysterious, like, like, like deep, dark code. It's not. It's just you write a scenario – if they lost yesterday and win today, what's their against the spread? If they did this and they did that, it's just we, we call it if-then logic. Mm -hmm. So it literally is just a series of if-then logic. So, um, and again, I, I'm glad you let off with that, Matt. Nothing's 100%. Nothing's even 70%. We, we want to live in that 55 to 57 world. Uh, a guy just asked a question I want to I answer. So I love <laughs> – you guys are going to think I'm sick – on bet openly, I made you can bet the first inning, the first three, the first five, the first seven, or the first nine because I like betting spurts. I, I do it with my personal schedule. If I only have 40 minutes, I'll bet the first three because I only can watch those first three games. Again, this is a blanket statement, but so just be careful. But technically, you're gonna see which one ends. Like Matt did a great segment on money line dogs this year. Taking the plus half a point cash is way more than the favorite minus money line. Again, there's a variance in there too, right? Because mm -hmm. if it's tied and you have the plus half, one wins and one pushes. But just uh, just just look at that. Yeah. Now, speaking of that video series I put out on the underdogs, there was probably 20 or 30 comments. I actually got to pull this up because I can't tell you how many people – would say that it wasn't worth it to dig the underdogs because the return was so small. Hold on. 
I want to pull up like these exact comments here. Which ones? Like, uh, okay, so people uh, will be like, hey, there's 272 games or however many games there were in the NFL regular season plus the few playoff weeks. And they'll be like, hey, that was only an 8% return. You know, you bet 25 grand and you only made back 27.5 or bet 27 grand or made back 29.5, whatever the numbers were. Basically, long story short, if you bet $100 on every NFL underdog this season, money line, you made like 22, 2300 bucks, right? So I want people to understand though, it's not like I'm taking 27 grand at the beginning of the season and saying, here, I'm putting this away, and at the end of the season, I'll get it back plus a return. That first week, if you just bet on every NFL underdog money line, you made over seven units in that first week. So you're oh, reusing wow. dollars, you're making profit, and then you're deploying more the next weekend. People yep. are acting like they're just putting 27 k away and then getting an 8% return at the end of the season, which you should be happy with that anyways – that's actually <laughs> you're talking about discipline that most don't have. I'll admit yeah. I've known that forever and I've never done it in the season. Cause like, right. I always then want to pick and choose. Like I'll say, well, there's no yeah. one, no way that one wins. So I'm going to pull that one off. And you like, start dude, when the Jags beat the bills nine, six, like, come no on. Way. No like, one on, the, on earth predicted that any legend that put a hundred bucks on that deserves. all. Yeah, that was, I think plus 600, 700. I think it was it all. Um, uh, but I mean, I actually think this is, I, I know you commented on my video saying you think it's sustainable. I don't know that it'll, it'll make you 22 units next season, but I would be shocked if it wasn't profitable. I really would be. And, and this is another thing I want to look at. And someone commented this on my video. I want to go back and look at the week ones of, of the last five years, because it just, someone made a good point. Like week one, Every football team is different going into next year. Yep. It seems like there's a lot of good upset opportunities in week one. And week one was, I think, the second or third most profitable week of the season if you bet all the underdogs outright. There was one week where it was just ridiculous. It was like, and let nine. me take that and move it into March Madness. I will tell you, yeah, early in the NFL season, right? Because we're all going to forget this by then. But seriously, there are a lot of upsets. People come in with hype teams and the lines are all off and it's, we're flipping coins with half these teams. Right. And there's a lot of upsets, a lot of value. It's just like the initial weekend of March Madness. Yeah. Just don't don't forget that. Because we all, it's you know, we all make the brackets and we all don't make it past two days without blow-ups. Yeah. Because like it's impossible. It's, it's, it's discipline. It's hard to have the discipline that I know one of these two seeds is going down. Mm -hmm. And we just all skip it. We're like, nah, nah, we'll go one and two, at least to win one, and then we'll we'll jump to the other side. Yeah. Uh, Peter, we have someone else down there. Anyone else that wants to jump on? We got questions too. My DeJans, what's the best way to find trends where it's becoming a fave day or dog day? Oh, so the problem is you're saying day. Um, I want I want to throw you a bone. I want to get you an answer, and then I'm gonna erase some of what I say at the end, but I'm gonna throw you a bone first. So one. If all the underdogs win in a day, the public will usually see all those tickets, all that money paid out, and they'll usually creep into the, the dog side, meaning there's probably added value on the inverse. Everyone's short-sighted in this industry. So 
really without sounding too simple, because this isn't a way to profit. It's just a way to get you little margins. Being a contrarian is the best way if you don't want to do anything else. If you don't want to take the time to research, you don't want to know injuries, and you don't want to know where the money is, if you just want to be a contrarian to what's popular on the media, you'll be on the, the better side of two sides. So that all said, just realize, and this sounds crazy because I don't – I mean it, Vegas literally doesn't make spreads with the proper lines. They make spreads to divide the public. They literally run mental gymnastics. The point of being a contrarian is to find value. Everything comes back to value. So if all the favorites win in the top 25 ranked on a Saturday, everyone is going to enter Sunday thinking, oh, okay, finally the favorites are doing what they should do. That was so easy. I missed that 14 parlay of all four favorite money lines. Guys, we'll be on live every Monday, 1230 Eastern here. If you guys can't watch it live, it'll also be on the Twitch channel. You can watch it anytime after that. We're going to be putting this audio on Spotify. We'll eventually put the video on YouTube. Um, and you'll be able to see clips on Twitter and TikTok at Discipline the Gens. So appreciate everyone tuning in. Gino, we'll see you next week. Later, my homies. On a warm summer's evening. On a train bound for nowhere. I met up with a gambler. We were both too tired to sleep. So we took turns of staring out the window at the darkness. The boredom overtook us, and he began to speak. He said, son, I've made a life out of reading people's faces and knowing what the cards were by the way they held their eyes. So if you don't mind my saying, I can see you're out of bases or a taste of your whiskey. I'll give you some advice. You got to know when to hold them, know when to hold them. Know when to walk away and know when to run. You never count your money. When you're sitting at the table, there'll be time enough to count when the dealing's done. Surviving is knowing what to throw away, knowing what to keep. Cause every hand's a winner and every hand's a loser. And the best that you can hope for is to die in your sleep. And when he finished speaking, he turned back toward the window, crushed out his cigarette, faded off to sleep. And somewhere in the darkness, the gambler he broke even. In his final words, I found an ace that I could keep. You got to know when to hold them, know when to hold them, know when to walk away, and know when to run. You never count your money. When you're sitting at the table, there'll be time enough for counting when the dealing's done.